Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. We hope this message empowers you to love life, love Jesus, love people, and dream more. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. If you could have anything you want for Christmas, what would it be? Hmm. What I want for Christmas is... That's a good one. I don't think I want presents. What I want for Christmas is the good news. What I want for Christmas is discipleship. And what I want for Christmas, it's unity. And what I want for Christmas, heaven and Lansing. Good morning. What is up? It's so amazing to be with you all, whether we're in the room serving or we're at home. Uh, cheers to you um, for being here and a part of this. This month, we have been going through kind of a vision uh, dream state at City Life and a Christmas list idea of what do I want? What do I want for Christmas? What do I want? If you had to really think, and, and, and I started to make this personal. And this is what I want us to do. I want us to make it personal, but I also want us to make it collective and have it be we. I hope this isn't just I, but I hope you would then see it's we want for Christmas all of these things. Week one, we said we want the good news. I want that. I want discipleship. We want that. And today is I want, you know what it is? I want what Jesus wanted. It doesn't make me special. It means I want to be aligned with his heart, and I want unity. Sometimes our kids, when they're um, just in the living room, we have kind of an open floor plan, and the boys will get down, and they'll, be rest, they'll wrestle. They want to take off their shirt, and they're like, let's do this, you know, and, they, and then round one, and we, you know, we'll say, who won? Who run round one? But something happens every once in a while when you start to wrestle, and you know this, is someone's gonna take it too far, and then it gets serious. It doesn't turn, from, it turns from play to then it turns to intense. And in that moment as a parent, I hate it because I'm watching my kids fight each other. And I know Crystal hates it. She's like, stop, you know, and we say, stop. And obviously we're to blame too because we allowed it and we fostered it. But why does it hurt us? It hurts us because those are our kids. They got the same parents. I can imagine when my brother and I were fighting so many times, my parents were grieved. I believe Jesus has been watching so much of his kids fight and his heart's been grieved. God's heart has been grieved. We're gonna go to John 17 and look at Jesus's prayer. This is his heartbeat that he would want unity. May they all be, what? What? One, as you, Father are in me and I am in you. This is at a DNA spirit level one. May they also be in us so that the world may believe you sent me. What? I have given them the glory you have given me so that they may be one as we are 
one. I am in them and you are in me so that they may be completely one. So the world may believe that you sent me and they love them as you loved me. What Jesus is saying there is, okay, I'm gonna be gone. I'm with the Father, but I'm praying to you, Father, because we're connected, we're one, we're unified. I want the kids to be unified as well. And in John 13, he tells us what the world's gonna know us by. I give you a new command, love one another, just as I have loved you. You are also to love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples. Last week, we talked about a disciple to learn. Our teacher, Jesus, a classroom, beautiful. Reshape a classroom, just not in a four walls, not in a lecture setting, not in just some book, but that it can be everywhere, that this whole world is our playground. And we got a great teacher that wants to show us the best way of how we've been made, that we can be disciples, discipled by him, learning this instruction of what is best for his kids and that we're roaming in that. That is so beautiful. You can keep that verse back up. Just as I have loved you, you also to love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. We wanna be disciples. And I'm talking to just the family. If, if you're not in the family yet, I pray today is a great day to get in the family because God's knocking on your door. He's saying, hey, come back home. He's the one who made you. He loves you. And he, he gave his own life for you. He's saying that, come back home. And what he's saying is when you're in the home, when you're a disciple, when you're a follower, Lean into this, lean into this. Everyone's gonna know that we're Jesus's disciples by our love for one another. But let's call out the elephants, friends, let's go. You ready? Come on, let's go. If the world was gonna talk about us today, are they gonna talk about that the church is known for their love for one another? I don't know about that one. I don't know. I don't know. I literally do not know. I could be wrong, but I think it's not that. I think we'll be known for a lot of things we're against. I think the church will even be known for shooting one another friendly fire all the time with words and actions. And so we could say, okay, what does this mean? All right, pastor, I'm intrigued a little bit. Jesus wants unity. Does that mean I gotta be just like everybody that's in the church? Wrong! Jesus wants unity, not uniformity. We are a varied collection of colors, different people, all engrafted in. We are the manifest, manifold wisdom of God to this whole world that the local church, the hope of the universe, God's people, all races, all faces, all ages, all classes, you belong here, that all of us show what God looks like to this world. But our greatest display is how we love one another. This is so beautiful. This is what Acts 2 is all about. This is having us in everything in common, sharing with those who have in need. And why would we ever do that? You guys like this word. Come on, we like this word. We want community. Well, break the community down. We want common unity. In what? Jesus. This is all the way back in Leviticus. Jesus is reminding them, do not take revenge or bear grudge against members of your community, but Love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. 
So now, New Testament, new command. He's saying, look, I, I, saw, I, I saw that you guys were learning a little bit, like love your neighbor as you love yourself. So hopefully you know you should love yourself and hopefully you know you love your neighbor, but I'm gonna take it to the next level. Love each other, one another, as I have loved you. It starts to get real weighty because Jesus has loved us supremely. No one can match the love of Jesus. How do we live this love out? First, we gotta want it, right? I want unity. I want this type of love. I gotta want it. It's a choice to want it. It's a choice and it's a commitment. Jesus did something the world had never seen before. That is, people would be marked not by their skin color, not by how much money they have, not by what team they like, not by where they live, but they would be marked by this crazy new tribe of love. Come on, we've heard it before, like love, love. In the city life, we say, love the city, you are loved. And love can just kind of get lost in the distance. And especially in our culture today, we think, oh, I love tacos. I love uh, hanging out and watching Mandalorian. These are things I love. I love playing Mario Party with the family. But when we think of love from a biblical context, the Hebrew meaning of love had, had multiple words that would describe this one truth. The Greek meaning of love had multiple words that would describe this one truth. And, and one truth I want to highlight real quick is the hesed love of God, the steadfast love of God, that it's native and natural that love is not only an emotion, but it's an action. Because in our culture, this is, this is just, the, this is just the, bare, this is the truth, okay? We love based upon how we feel. We do. We do. I don't feel like loving today, or I'm not feeling loved but loving from a Christian standpoint is love is passion and action. So God is passionate about us. He's passionate. I mean, so much so like a, 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 a couple together, that type of passion. But he's also committed his loving kindness when we betray his unconditional love consistently pursues. And his love is so unlike anything we've ever felt or faced. This is the same coin. This is the hesed love of God. We get a picture of what love looks like in 1 Corinthians 13. Y'all still with me? Okay. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy, is not boastful, is not arrogant, is not rude, is not self-seeking, is not irritable and does not keep a record of wrongs. Love finds no joy in unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. What kind of love is that? Does our church look like that kind of love? City life. We've got to ask ourselves. And the question is, if not, or if so, why? Or why not? Let's let that text wash us again out of the message. It says, if I give everything I own to the poor and even go to the stake to be burned as a martyr, but I don't love, I've gotten nowhere. What that means is what we do isn't as important as how we do it and why we do it. 
So no matter what I say, what I believe, and what I do, I'm bankrupt without love. Love never gives up. Love cares for one another's, uh, then it cares for others than itself. Love cares more for others than for self. Love doesn't want what it doesn't have. Love doesn't strut, doesn't have a swelled head, doesn't force itself on others, isn't always me first. Wow, this one's tough. Isn't always me first. You know, me first. It doesn't fly off the handle doesn't keep score of the sins of others, ouch. Doesn't revel when others grovel, ouch. Takes pleasure in the flowering of truth, puts up with anything, trusts God always. Always looks for the best, never looks back, but keeps going to the end. Oh my goodness, who can love like that? If Jesus said that's the type of love we need, that everyone will see that we're his followers, we're gonna, need, uh, we're gonna need an upgrade. So how in the world do we get an upgrade? It can already start to feel heavy. Well, I can't love like that. I don't know. I keep failing every day. I keep a record of wrong. I'm not always believing the best. I don't, I talk about other, you know, these, and it starts, to hurt, it starts to hurt us. And when we gotta remember, he said this, just as I have loved you, because ultimately I have to let Jesus love who first? Me. And for some of us, Letting God love us is the hardest thing to do. Why we have such a tough time loving others is because we have a tough time letting God love us. Our own insecurities, our own shame, our own doubts, our, own, uh, our, our picture of what worth looks like and we're, we feel unworthy, but that Christ would say, I love you first. So in other words, we are loved to love. This is key. Because if we're gonna be known that we're his followers by our love for one another, the natural question is, where do we get this supply of love? How do I get the source of love that never runs out? This type of love that looks like Jesus, I have to always be at his feet and I realize that he's always loving me unconditionally. He's loving me with passion and he's loving me with action, always. And in our culture, love is too transactional. If I can't get something, I'm not gonna give it. You gotta catch that? Transactional. Love isn't Chipotle. Like I give you eight bucks and I get a burrito. That's not the kind of love we're talking about. We're talking about a love that endures and believes all things. And How? because that's the kind of love that pursued me and you. As followers to love one another, I hope that we're known less for what we're against, but more what we're for. Not what we're built down, not by, you know, sometimes I see on YouTube and it breaks my heart when I see an, a, another Christian ministry talk about another Christian ministry and to kind of debunk and debate. Now, what we gotta do here loud and clear is healthy debate is beautiful. But how we debate and where we debate is key. That's critical. We don't, I, I, if I got a disagreement with my family, we're not just posting that online. Now, if we have a public ministry and we need to denounce some people and there's a huge issue that's overtaking our churches, by all means, get online. 
but I also don't want to be against God. I don't know everything that's going on in that city. I don't know everything that's going on in that church. I don't know that's going everything in that household. And I need to first seek to understand. And if I seek to understand, then just maybe I will get to a place of more understanding to let this love of Christ flow through us. Now, some feels like this is a cop-out. Okay, this is a cop-out. Do I just become a doormat? Am I just going to be this wish-wash thing that everyone can just walk over me and, and pour water on me and I just, I just dilute all the way down the ground and I just become become nothing and I'm, I'm, I'm nobody and I'm just the, 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 the end of everybody's jokes and I can't ever stand up for myself. That is not what Jesus, but if we, if we understand for a second that love one another as he's loved us, didn't he give up his whole life, his whole comforts, everything that he thought he deserved, right? But he knew he didn't deserve any of it because he understood that it was his privilege to go live and give his life for you and I. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. This is challenging because when we see a cross in front of us, we want to complain. Or we see a person in front of us that feels like a cross, we want to tell them they're a cross. Like, this is tough. And we're all guilty of this, right? That's why in John 13, just as I have loved you. So please, don't mistake my passion for what God's trying to teach us this morning. I'm a vehicle. There's other type of preachers you'll find that are always super calm. And those guys rock. Those ladies rock. But every once in a while, I just get so excited, I don't even know how to contain it. But ultimately, the point I was trying to make was this, is God loved us first. And that's how we love one another. I want unity. I want that. I don't always do a great job of living that. I do not want uniformity. So hear that loud and clear. Every one of us is the body. We look different. We're going to debate. We're going to have conflict. We're going to, all kinds of things. But I want unity today. I want to highlight three areas and we'll go about our day. And I believe the Holy Spirit at the end of service today, we're going to wait upon the Lord and he's going to do something fresh and new. Number one is we want unity in words. We've got a uh, powerful weapon, y'all. What we say is what's coming out of our heart. And we have this tongue that can be used to build and speak life or destroy? It is simple as that. And where do we get that? We get that in the word. We can publicly edify, but privately edify and privately rebuke. And there's a time for public rebuke by all means. But if, if Jesus is one of his last prayers that you and me would be one, think, just go back there for a second one of his last prayers, that we, we would be one. If he came back today, would he cheer or would he grieve? And let's forget about everybody else, just right here, us. We got each other's back like that? Let's do that more. And let's do that with our words. Secondly is unity in work. My sixth grade football coach, still to this day, Shout out to Coach O'Berry. Talk is cheap, gentlemen. Talk is cheap. Man, we're going to beat that team this weekend. We're going to crush that team. We'd be running the laps. He's like, well, you lost last week. Talk is cheap, gentlemen. Talk is cheap. I can't hear you. Your actions are speaking so loud. Anyone heard that one? because we need unity and work. Galatians 6, 2 says, carry one another's burdens in this way. In this way, you will fulfill the law 
of Christ. There is no us and God without us and each other. And it's natural that we're gonna carry one each other's burdens when we're struggling. But here is the big, big thing. None of us are each other's God. We can never be each other's God. None of us will carry all of the burden. In the, the, the moment we start to grow up and see that more, we're like, dang, that's kind of dope. I got all these people that will help me. But when I'm in my pity party, I'm like, dude, I wish this person would have done this, 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 this. Like I struggle with that. And I'm like, dang, that's so dumb. Like God did all these things. That's why every day we try to do the health kit, write three things down I'm thankful for because if I'm not thankful for something, ultimately I'm saying that God hasn't done anything in my life that I can't thank him for. Think of how sickening that is. I'm saying, man, I, I can't be thankful today because God didn't do anything that he can be thankful of. And that's not just fake it till you make it. That's genuinely uh, reprogramming my mind to submit. I'm not in this patterns of this world anymore. I don't want the darkness. I don't want to be like the darkness. I know what that, I know the fruit that that produces. I know where that leads. I'm trying to, 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 to kill this, 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 crucify this flesh, put it to death daily because no one can live is just what's good that will last. And that's what's like Christ. The only things that will last are like Christ. I mean, look, nine, it goes down. Let us not get tired of doing good. I think all of us have been tested this year to be tired of doing good. For we will reap at the proper time if we don't give up. We've shared this verse a few times this year. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us work for the good of all, everybody, everybody, but especially for those who belong to the household of faith. And it's, it's challenging for some people we love, right? It's a never-ending to-do list. But let's just do what we can as we let God love us. Romans 12, there will be times when we rejoice with those who rejoice. In verse 15, but we weep with those who weep. Our Jesus walk is deeply connected to our walk with each other. So the last text that will lead us to our last point is um, Hebrews 10. It's been a tough year because, especially in G following Jesus and following Jesus here at City Life, because uh, if you miss meeting together practically, um, I empathize with that. I have too. But in order to submit and be patient and love this city and be a great neighbor and love the school district, love our officials and submit and do good to everybody, we've had to be patient and be poised because we're not just dreaming to 2020 and 2021, we're dreaming 2030 and 2040 and 3000. What is gonna happen then? I don't know. Uh, we'll just probably won't even have to give sermons. We can just connect our heads and everything will be, you know, the year. Anyways, but this text reminds us to let us consider how to stir one another up to love and good works. Remember, the Jewish mindset is to understand it's connected. If you're going to work and you're going to love, they're the, they're the same thing. Not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. What that text is saying, Jesus is coming back. You're going to see the day. We're not going to be like some people that aren't going to meet we're going, to stir, we're going to meet because we're going to stir each other up in love and good works. 
That's why when sometimes we just get in the room or we get on the Zoom call, stuff starts to just fall off. And one of the elephants in the room of this text is, well, we're not, we can't meet together, so we're not doing this together. <clears throat> We've been meeting together all the time. It just doesn't look the same way. Paul couldn't see people, but he said, I'm there in spirit, y'all. I'm with you in spirit. They're, they got scribes handing stuff to people, messengers. They got to, you know, go take these scrolls to people. And not everybody can even read or have access and understanding. And people are giving their lives for these scrolls and these letters. And here we are today where we got the Bible in our back pocket. We've got Zoom calls access. We got Wi-Fi everywhere. And yet we're not the, the most alive people that this world has ever seen. Why? because we're missing it. I really believe it because we're missing the whole part of heaven that we can be unified no matter what the setting may bring. And we got to look at the, 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 the vehicles that God provides and get together because we need each other and we need to unify each other. We don't need just, you know, fake words. We need words that are unifying. We need unifying work. And we need lastly, unifying unity in worship. Who do we worship? Who calibrates us? Who? God. Jesus Christ. Jesus. A unified church in love is the greatest sign and wonder the world may ever see. I don't expect to see Apple unified. I don't expect to see Nike unified. I don't expect to see the NBA unified. I don't expect to see my sports team unified, but I do, friends, expect to see my church unified because we have the greatest common denominator, Jesus. It's as simple as that. So as the worship team comes up, here's the exchange we offer. This is what I wanna invite you into. It's gonna feel so heavy. God, I don't know if I can love like this. I'm hurting, I'm I don't even want you to love me. In this closing time, I pray that the Holy Spirit will do something new and fresh in us. The whole gospel is that we didn't earn it. We just receive it. It's the grace of God. The grace of God is here for us right now to unify us. The grace of God is here to show us all of our differences and our diversity that's unique and beautiful and that there is no uniformity, that sometimes we wear the same uniform for a day, but none of us have just uniformity that we have to comply. We get to submit to one another, carry each other's burdens, and ultimately live out the prayer that as the Father and Jesus are one, we would be one. And the stakes are so high because that's how everyone will know that we're his followers. And we want everyone to have an opportunity to come back home. We want every, we don't want to be a stumbling block to people. And we want to remind people, hey, we're not perfect. We don't always get it right. When someone says, I can't go to church, I'll never be good enough. I can't, I can't do that because, um, or church, I, I would never go there because it's a place of hypocrites. And I'm saying, yeah, you're right. <laughs> we are hypocrites, misfits, idiots, sinners saved by grace. We're, we're not perfect in this thing, but we have a perfect unifier, Jesus, that if we just look higher, we look past each other, we'll see the constant source of heaven, constant source of love, always vertically connected, that now horizontally we can love one another in a beautiful way beautiful, beautiful way. So, so here's the invite. Wait. 
What do I do? How do I love one? Wait, let the Holy Spirit cook in this moment. Let the Holy Spirit show us some new ways to love. Let the Holy Spirit take stuff off of us that we've been carrying too long. So the team's gonna sing this song. I don't care if you, if you close your eyes or you just, you're at home and you're like, mm, I, I don't even wanna get up on this one. I can't lift my hands. Just get on your knees maybe. And our prayer would be, God, we want unity. We want real love. We wanna remember that you've loved us first. In this moment, we wait upon you do something new, do something fresh, we pray. We're expecting. You're going to wash us and clean us. In Jesus Christ's name. Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. For more information, messages, and to partner financially, go to citylifelansing.com. You belong here.